What happens when you take a redneck fishing guide and pair him up with a master beekeeper? Well, we're about to find out. Join our host Ken Milam and John Swan as they help you brave the sting of beekeeping to reap the sweet rewards. This is The Hive Jive. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Hive Jive podcast. Uh, This is a special episode for everybody out there. Ken and I are joined today by Steve Jimenez for Hives for Heroes, and we are going to touch in with Steve and get an update on all the things that have transpired since last year when we spoke to them, see how the organization is growing, and to see how anybody out there who's interested can potentially help. So please, everybody, give a warm welcome to Steve. Hey, JJ. Hey, Ken. Thank you so much for having us on. We really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys today. We're just checking on the colony, man. <laughs> checking on the hive, right? Getting yep, that job. that's it. <laughs> I yeah, and uh, when we talked last year, actually, we we did this via Zoom. We didn't have our, our spiffy little uh, system set up where we could do the, the calls like we do now. And Ken, unfortunately, was not able to participate in that one. So this is actually the first time that uh, you're getting to meet our jolly old Ken here. Yep. Oh, yeah, I get it. I mean, I love it. I got a, I got a voice for radio as well, or a face for radio is what it is. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good friend that uh, works with uh, a lot of the returning heroes and veterans. Do you know Cody Robertson? I don't know him yet, but I'm, I'll be happy to meet him. Army bass anglers, uh, army army redfish anglers, army bow hunters, army. Oh heck! Uh, He's just an outdoor man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. We've met we've met so many amazing people all over the country. Um, from last time that we talked, um, you can actually check us out on hivesforheroes.com as well and see all the locations that we're at. Um, I think last time we talked, we were probably in somewhere around 18 to 20 states. And currently we're in all 50 states partnering veterans to uh, mentors in their areas um, with over 700 people in the program now. So we're really excited about the growth that we've seen and the connections being able to be made throughout the country. Oh, that's, that is amazing. Cause I think when I talked to you just a few weeks ago, you guys were around 46. So you've managed to, to secure them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. The, the amount of people that want to support the veteran community that don't know how. So a typical conversation that we have with the state, whether we're talking to the state apiary or the state beekeeping association, or even some county beekeeping associations, a lot of them want to support veterans, but they don't have the necessary resources in order to do so, right? You have to have a person like liaison trying to figure all this out, maybe creating a program or a network internal to one that already exists. So what we do is kind of eliminate that administrative burden and the logistical burden, and we just give you um, veterans that are willing and wanting to learn beekeeping. So it's kind of cool that we're, we're filling a need of the beekeeping association by growing, by literally bringing them to you. So that's that's the amazing way that we partner or align with the beekeeping association, state apiaries, or other nonprofits that might not have the visibility of marketing and branding. But even if like uh, Mission Believe in Maryland, um, they're a fantastic program out there for veterans in their communities. So if we find somebody or somebody uh, applies to us on our website at hivesforheroes.com under the, under the newbie tab, 
we'd forward them directly to uh, Monica there, which is which is quite fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so just just real quick for anybody who maybe is is tuning in for the first time and has not yet caught our episode from last season on Hives for Heroes, give them just a, a quick overview of kind of how the process works from both perspectives of your newbies coming in, people that are interested, uh, the support that the organization provides, and then the mentorship aspect on the other side of that. Sure, fantastic. Um, so I'll start back at the beginning. We are Hives for Heroes. We are a, a veteran-run nonprofit that is a national beekeeping network. And what we mean by that is that we connect veterans all over the country with the purpose of suicide prevention, beekeeping, and relationships in the local community. So when I, when I talk about this to other um, venues or, or, or beekeeping associations, our main mission is suicide prevention. We want to make sure that our veterans coming back are served in a practical way. And so when you go on to hivesforheroes.com, you can click on The Hive and sign up as either a mentor or a newbie. A mentor is somebody that has three or plus three plus years of successful beekeeping experience. And we can tell that by when we interview you, kind of like what your knowledge level is on and if you're successful or not. But we don't like turning anybody away. So please, uh, you know, go to hivesforheroes.com and sign up to be a mentor. We definitely need mentors around the country. Uh, the second application is for a newbie. So this is somebody that has little to no experience in beekeeping and they have to be a veteran. So let me, let me go back one step. A mentor does not have to be a veteran. We are a wide open community. So we have veterans and non-veterans that are supporting this organization. The newbies coming in are veterans and we wanna serve them. So we go through that process by an application and then we match you based on geographical restrictions. Meaning we want to pair you with a mentor if you're a newbie to somebody that's within 30 miles of you so that you can have purpose in beekeeping, hands-on practical application and learn from an experienced beekeeper and also build a relationship there. We're building a family. Uh, and we believe that if you find purpose in relationships, you are less likely to take your life. Um, a metaphor that we use is if you're planning three months out for an apiary, it's really hard to take your life the next day because you have something to look forward to. Um, and so far we've been very successful in, in the matching process. Again, we have over 700 people in the organization now and we continue to grow. Um, we've really only started, you know, through the COVID times, which uh, we've all been affected by COVID. And in this case, it's really cool because we're flexible. It's a one-on-one -on -one relationship. So any kind of COVID protocol that you feel comfortable with is completely acceptable. If you're masked up, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, six feet apart, beekeeping can still be done that way. So we want to be very clear that COVID restrictions um, for anybody throughout the United States were, is 100% acceptable. We want to make sure that we're following that. But it also, through COVID, has been a tough time for people because they are isolated. So this has been an opportunity to not only follow COVID restrictions, but also grow the program and uh, the beekeepers throughout the nation by attaching them to somebody that really does need help as well. Because whether you're a veteran or civilian, COVID has affected everybody. Um, so that's a lot of what we've what we've been doing this past year. Um, it's been very, very exciting. We've met so many amazing people with huge hearts. Um, and now we're just continuing to look for mentors in order to attach somebody um, that is a veteran, you know, attach them to them and, and watch them grow and watch them develop. 
Um, and I can even talk about like the three year program, like the programming that we have, if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Go for it. Um, the, uh, you know, cause it, it kind of helps distinguish you from some of the other things that are out there because there are a few other programs and some are strictly just educational. You're, you're going to sit down in a classroom type setting and you're going to learn, you know, remotely online. And, you know, this is a networking and hands-on kind of collaborative effort here. So take them through that, that three-year process oh, real man. quick. JJ, you just hit it right on the head. It's, there's a difference between an educational program and a network. And we respect every single educational program that's out there. That's why we work with so many of the apiaries, you know, from each state, um, from educational institutions as well. You know, we're working with one out of Maryland as well. And like the education side is so important. We need to understand the beekeeping side, the science behind it to get a better picture. What we've found and experienced is a lot of people love the practical hands-on application and the veteran on a, on a very general level is much more of a hands-on person. So what we're trying to do is live an and both world, not an either or world. So I want to make that really clear that we are a network, not an education-based program. But we believe that both are important, right? So again, we live in an and and both world in, at Hives for Heroes. So we respect those programs. We love those programs. We feed people to those programs because they're important. But what we do is network. And in our first year, what we ask the newbie to do is learn just learn. Don't try to get a hive. Don't try to be the beekeeper of the year. We don't need any of that stuff. We understand that there is responsibility built into that. And you need to have knowledge and be safe and secure with your bees prior to like just going out and buying them. So we attach you to a mentor so that you can live that first year and just learn. Be the helper, be the hands-on, learn as much as you possibly can. And because this program is built around earned, not given. We want to make sure that you get through that first year with your, with your mentor and that you are gifted then a split that you have earned, right? There's a pride in that. There's, there's this satisfaction of earning something and being able to build with your own hands with the help of a mentor. So then you are gifted a split in which you basically helped produce, which is fantastic. So it brings a lot of confidence to the newbie. In the second year, um, you can either take that nuke home with you, put it in your backyard. That's what you want to do. That's fantastic. You can keep it in your mentor's yard because you have already built a relationship and the resources are there. Or we can do what we call the community yard or a memorial hive lot. And that is a lot that we're creating in each community so that we can remember those that have fallen. So think about it as a twist between telling the bees and a, and a veteran style of telling the bees. We wanna keep the spirit of life of those that have fallen. Um, and the hope is that every year we can send a bottle of honey to the family of those that have fallen to give a nice, warm, like positive memory that nobody has forgotten that person that has passed. So that's our second year. And that will also build revenue in the community so that they can provide their own resources inside of the state. We want to make that clear as well, that although we are a national organization, we want to keep the money within the state borders of those that produce it. So the better that you do as a state, the better that your program, you know, the network inside of your state is, and you can fund things that way. And then the third year, we ask you to be a mentor. So take everything that you've learned and have that leadership path of, you know, learning, growing, and leading. And that's really the, the path that we have of the three years internal to the network. 
I'm thinking, uh, I need some guy. I need some newbies, uh, here in about a week or so. Cause I've got about 20 hives. I need to stack and put mediums on. And then I'll need some more newbies about, uh, end of, about the first September, uh, to help me pull those hives off or cut our mediums off. And, uh, we extract the honey and yeah, I can teach them a lot that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're technically one year from being qualified. <laughs> Ken, okay, okay. Trying to take advantage of the system. I see. You, yeah. Ken. Ken, Ken's <laughs> always up for free labor and help, man. Any, any time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the benefit of that is that you're training somebody apiaries grow. We all know this, right? The bees are mm-hmm. going to expand. They're going to grow. So if you're training somebody in the yard that maybe you only have six or 10 hives right now, but you're, you know, your experience is a backyard beekeeper. That's great. There might be a point that you need to hire somebody who else better to hire than the person you trained. It, it just makes a hundred percent sense in our, in our, in our view of you're already building a relationship. You've already spent time with each other and it's a natural thing. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent thing, but it's a natural thing that if you're growing and you, you aspire to be a bigger operation that you would hire that person, which then brings jobs to the veteran community. It makes, it yeah. makes a hundred percent sense to us. It's and, an excellent collaborative effect. Yep. And also you also teaching that individual or a newbie, how he can, get his bees going, how he can learn how to take his honey to the different farmers markets and sell a local honey and not that crap you get in the big box stores. That stuff is dirt. It's It's not honey. Let me tell you, it is not honey folks, but you get a local honey that is from a beekeeper. I've had so many people that I've given honey to and they said, Ken, this is remarkable. This isn't like what we get out of the store. And I say, <laughs> hell no, it's not. It better not be like what you're getting out of the store. So, yeah, I mean, we're teaching people how to make the best product out there. End of story, period. Absolutely. And, and you're able to teach them a skill set, a skill set that is valuable to the community as a whole, valuable to the bee population. We talk about the conservation of bees and veterans through pollination, right? <laughs> we, we just, we have a lot of fun doing this, but it, it, the real seriousness of it is that when you get into an organization and a network like this, that you're able to drive new people into, uh, into state uh, organizations, you're building the community of not only bees, but people in the community of beekeeping. And it's massive. In some states, growth is stagnant and or dying. We want to be an opportunity to bring new blood into the organizations um, so that they can continue to thrive or start to thrive. One of the things that we talk about is that there is an age gap in beekeeping. Um, JJ and I have talked about this before. There's older uh, individuals in the beekeeping communities, and oftentimes they are teaching their grandkids beekeeping. And what we can provide to the states is, a, is that age gap that they're missing of 25 to 40 year olds that are coming out of military service that have discipline, have structure, have a drive, have led before, and we can have them join these organizations and bring new blood there. It's, it's really a win-win-win is what we're always looking for, a win for the veteran that they have you know, a purpose and relationships there, a win for the beekeeper, they have help uh, that they need and they can train and they build relationships together, a win for our organization, which we're gonna continue to grow and create leaders 
and then a win for the bee population as a whole because we are exponentially growing bees. As a, as an example from a beekeeping organization standpoint, for anybody out there who's listening who is part of a bee club or an officer in a bee club, and you would be you know interested in helping, but you're not exactly sure kind of what that would look like. One of the ways that the Texas Beekeepers Association is partnering with Hives for Heroes is again acting as a vessel for this networking aspect. So the veterans come in and they sign up with Hives for Heroes. Hives for Heroes then has this database of individuals based on you know their specific areas, region, the location that they're in, and then they then network that out and partner with other people that are in their system that are in that same area. So the way that we've gone through and set it up on our side is we have a club liaison and a member liaison that is kind of part of our key communication from the state association down to all the local community, you know, individual associations throughout the entire state of Texas. And we also have a member database of both those associations and individual members that are part of the Texas Beekeepers Association. So whenever Steve and, and Hive for Heroes go through and they get this list of veterans that need the mentorship, he can then propagate over parts of that information to us and say, I have 37 new members that are in these specific regions. And then we will turn around and take that information and we send that out to those regions and say, we have new vet veterans that are coming on that would love to be part of beekeeping and learn how it all works. And you know they're part of Hives for Heroes. If there's anybody in that area that is interested in being a mentor who meets this criteria, you know, please feel free to click the following link and sign up to be a mentor. And then what we do is we route that right back into the Highest for Heroes system so that any mentor that is signed up and validated is there in their system and their system actually matches the people based on those regions and locales that they're in. And that's where that partnership then kind of begins and begins to bloom and, and grow into something more fruitful. Gosh, JJ, I could not have said that better myself. That was amazing. Yes. <laughs> Follow that process and amazing success will come from that. That's that's very well put. I'm actually just one super, super proud of you guys, and two, just dumbfounded <laughs> by the <laughs> the sheer amount of growth that you have had, not just in the last year, but within the last like three months. I mean, it, it just keeps like quadrupling as it goes. Um, it's it's amazing. You guys have actually done an amazing job of getting out there and the help that you're doing. When we did the very first episode last season, we had so much feedback, so many people writing in, and and it was, it's the same thing that I experienced when we originally brought it to the board for the Texas Beekeepers Association. You know, there was so much positive feedback, so many people that were interested that fit the criteria and immediately was like, I totally am down for being a mentor or people that said, you know what, I would love to donate to one of these Memorial Hive programs. Uh, you know, I lost a family member and I would love to honor them in that way. And that's kind of what we see across the board. And when we did the show here on the podcast, it, you know, we got these emails in and we got these messages and comments and, and just people that have come from a service background in the military, armed forces, firefighters, police officers, you name it. And, you know, they've experienced PTSD, they have trauma, they, they have these things that they're working through. And it really reached out and touched a lot of them. And they were very, very appreciative of both the information that's out there, what the organization is trying to accomplish, 
having a, a path that they can see, you know, that, that kind of like you said, where they now have a plan, they have something to look forward to, something to guide them through each day as they continue to heal and grow as an individual themselves. Yeah, very true. Um, we're amazingly honored and honestly humbled to be able to serve the community in a, in a very unique way. Although beekeeping has been around for a long time, the connection aspect hasn't necessarily been lacking, but with the use of technology and uh, has been able to be, I, I don't know, quicker or better or faster. I don't know the, the real term for it, but sometimes technology can disconnect people. And I think this is a really good uh, example of how technology can connect people. So we don't want to just connect people through technology and say, oh, here you go. We're building relationships while utilizing technology. It's a, different, it's a different perspective, but at the same time, it's become so effective. And the reason why I say that is because, as you know, our organization does not spend a lot of money. We're one of those nonprofits that does not ask for a lot, and we go and build it. And we do that purposely so that we can show other people that it is possible. We can show people that you can start with zero Bs and zero dollars and create a national organization that is there to serve others. And if you emulate that, people can can follow that, right? They can see that that path is a true path. And that's kind of amazing to us because some of these uh, smaller beekeepers are saying, oh, I can do this in my local community, right? For a living, man, that's pretty cool. I can, I can disconnect from, you know, my PTSD for just a little while while I go out and, 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 and work the bees. Or um, I think I told you before, but there are veterans in our organization that have told stories of, they don't even know why they go to their bees but they know that they, when they get there, after they're done just kind of meditating there for a little bit, they're like, ooh, something must have been stressing me out. And now instead of drinking or smoking or drugs or any like negative kind of addictions, they're now addicted to the bees, which is a healthy outlet, right? That's, that's a fascinating uh, portion of the stories that we get to hear on a continual basis. But get, and we're not doing anything for people we're connecting them to an opportunity for them to do it for themselves. And that's what makes it really powerful. And on that note, also, you know, it's so great that they can build their colonies, build their hives by putting swarm traps out, catching feral bees and use and, and turn those into, you know, put them in the hives, make the honey and, Consequently, they may take a colony of bees, a swarm that may have perished this next winter, but they put them in a colony. They are taking care of them. They're feeding them. They're looking in there. Okay. Is the queen look The uh, queen looks good. Okay. Let's check their stores. Okay. They've got a, a frame or two of uh, capped honey and check their brood. Okay. Eggs, make sure everything's going good. They took a swarm, a feral swarm that was, come off of another hive, a feral hive, and turned it into a producing colony of bees that's making delicious honey for everybody. I think in one of the one of the mottos of Hives for Heroes is save the bees, save a life. And they not only do exactly what you just said, but they also do like what I do in the removal business. They will go out and they will actually rescue colonies that are in places where they would otherwise be exterminated and bring those colonies into the program and rehabilitate them and, and get them built back up 
And while they're building up that colony, they're also building up this individual, building up their confidence, building up their mental stability and building up their livelihood all at the same time. So it's really amazing how kismet it is, how, how it all fits together and works out well. Yeah. And, and Ken, to your point as well, Ken being a mentor, for example, or JJ being a mentor are two different mentors. And we don't restrict you on how you train your newbie. We don't have a plan and a program. There's plenty of education out there that you can follow. We're trying to connect you so that you get to become the, the beekeeper that you want to be. That newbie becomes is able to create their identity in beekeeping through mentors like yourself and you know JJ and Ken. And Ken might do something different from JJ. Doesn't make it wrong or right. It just makes it a different way to do things. And you Ken would yourself. never. <laughs> But you know, it's like uh, you know, up in up in Austin. I mean, our buddy Charlie, right? Charlie Biko, like he's out there and he has you know videos and pictures on you know on his on his profiles and stuff that he has a mentor or he has one of our newbies with him, and he's like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, this is so cool. She's always out there. She wants to be involved. She wants to learn. She's out here doing nasty removals with me because that's like a veteran mentality, right? Like just getting dirty. You know, it's really quite cool. And they've created a really amazing relationship. And those types of stories, we have um, uh, people in like for Nevada, for example, that have become best friends. They were like 15 miles apart from each other in a small town, would have never met each other. And now they've become best friends in that same community. Um, one of one of our mentors lost her husband who was there to help you know, the newbie and the mentor that were there to help somebody in the community that was in our program as well in the network and was able to help them through a very difficult time, you know, on the farm with the bees and just in life in general, because you're creating a family. It's, it's, it transcends just the beekeeping because it's, it's so much broader. It's so much larger because it really is a way of life. Steve, you're creating a colony. Ken, I love that. You know, we have, we always have the bee puns, so we're, we're good at those. Um, I'd like to share another couple stories. You know, we've been working with the Boy Scouts, the Boy Scouts of America. And one of our mentors that actually came from Texas and moved up to Massachusetts is, has been working up there. His name's Alvin Dean. He's done an amazing job up there being, um, you know, representative or an ambassador for Hives for Heroes. And we got were contacted by the Boy Scouts of America in, in Houston, and they wanted to do a project for bees. So they were going to build some boxes, raise some funds, build some boxes, and they wanted to send them to Houston. And I was, so I got on a phone call, you know, with the 16 year old young man, you know, and I said, Hey, what if we partnered with the beekeeping associations that were out there and you gave and gifted these bee, bee uh, hives to veterans that are in your local community. So you can actually see the effort and work that you've done. So it's very easy for a nonprofit to always want everything to come to national, quote unquote, you know, but we want to keep it in the community and we practice what we preach. So Alvin had just moved up there and they, they had uh, a collaborative effort there that they had, they have just uh, passed off there. That's on our like Instagram at Hives for Heroes. It's on our Facebook page at Hives for Heroes as well. But those pictures are, those pictures are available, but that's an experience. That's an experience between the Boy Scouts of America Hives for Heroes, doing good things for the veterans in their community. Like those kind of stories are awesome. When we went to, um, when we went to Dallas a couple, I would say a couple months ago, because of this Boy Scout relationship, it ended up being that we partnered with another Boy Scout troop, 
I guess, in, in, uh, at SMU. So essentially, they had already got with the presidential library, the George Bush presidential library, and they had put two stands and they wanted to donate this to Hives for Heroes. So of course, we're in Houston, they're in Dallas, but we have people in Dallas. So we were able to put two Hive stands out there with the Boy Scouts helping out and some of their friends. So now in the spring, we're going to have two Hives out there on the presidential li- at the presidential library in, in First Lady Bush's garden that she can go walk out there and take care of. And we're going to have Hives for Heroes veterans taking care of those Hives throughout the year. Those are the kind of partnerships that are just so cool that we would have never, ever expected. And it's just, you know, in our opinion, just kind of doing the right thing, taking the next best um, right step moving forward, staying true to our mission and ourselves, and those kind of opportunities open up. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, it is, again, it's just phenomenal, the impact that you guys have had and are continuing to have upon the community, upon everybody you know, beekeepers and non-beekeepers alike, there's, there are people in your organization that aren't necessarily interested in, you know, potentially going out and getting stung and and being covered in honey and being gooey and dirty, but they're amazing managers or amazing clerical people who can go through analytical people that can help you with your books and help you with this and that. There's people that go through and make sure all the packets get put together and sent out to the right location. So there's all different levels of jobs and things that need to be done and filled. And there's people out there that are like, I want to help. I don't think I'm good at this over here, but I'm amazing at this. How can you put me to work? And that also is, is part of that. Like Ken said, you know, as, as goofy as the bee puns are, it's part of that colony all working together. Everybody has a different chore, a different task to go through and complete. And it's all for the betterment of that overall colony. I love that. That's an, that's an amazing analogy. And you're hundred percent right. We have, um, whether it's, you know, Kevin up in Montgomery County that builds boxes for us, right? Uh, so he likes the woodworking side. His kids are in beekeeping. He doesn't necessarily want to be out there, do the beekeeping side, but he's like, I could help. Like we can lower our costs and build our own boxes. Heck, that's great. And what did he end up doing? Finding two or three other people that wanted to help. And now they have a team building boxes. Um, or we have, you know, the sales teams that like go out, like we can always use on the sales side, people that can help either sell the honey or, or promote the product, right? We have, you know, shirts on, on hivesforheroes.com. We have stickers and we have things like that, but we'd like to grow that more. People are asking for hats and sweatshirts and things like that. I don't know how to do all that. You know, the people that we have currently don't know how to do that. So we need, you know, more help with on the sales side and the merchandise side to be able to provide funds for the next veteran. Um, we have op- obviously the apiary management side. Um, so we help people with agricultural exemptions and we have veterans go and take care of those, those apiaries on their properties. And then we have the administrative side. That's really the lifeblood of what we do is because we want to take the administrative burden away from beekeepers because beekeepers don't want to do admin. They want to beekeep. <laughs> so if we can take that portion of the administrative and marketing and branding side and let them do what they want to do, which is beekeep then everybody wins. We'll, we'll sacrifice the administrative burden for that veteran to be able to go to a mentor that's undistracted and just gets to do their bees. So there's many aspects of, of what we do. It is a full-blown nonprofit. It is a 501c3 um, nonprofit, you know, LLC'd out of the state of Texas. It's a, it's a Texas nonprofit. So, but we do operate nationally, but we need people. 
you know, it's, it's just how the colony is. Things, things continue to grow. So we need, we need more support. So anybody that's willing, um, you know, grant writing, for example, we don't know anything about grant writing. If there's somebody out there that goes, oh man, I can write grants like, you know, every day. Well, we'd love to talk to you. <laughs> you know, those kinds of things are things that we don't have experience in, nor do we pretend that we do. We want to stay in our lane and do things that we're really good at and bring other people in that they're really good at so many hands make light work. Uh, go ahead, Steve, give them one more time the address where they can reach you out there and then also your social media contacts as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so on our website is, you know, the hivesforheroes.com. Um, very easy. And then we have Instagram and Facebook at Hives for Heroes. I think we even have a LinkedIn now if you're on the professional side and want to reach out in that way. But everything uh, we made super easy at hivesforheroes.com. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule to sit down and talk with us here again, give us an update on how everything is going. I greatly appreciate that. And it's, you know, I, I wish you all the best. Again, anybody listening, if you want to be involved, go check out their site and, you know, get in there and help out and save some bees and save a life. Man, thank you so much, JJ. Thank you, Ken. And to all your listeners, thank you so much for any support. Um, even just liking and sharing the pages might help somebody that you don't know. Thank y'all so much. You've been listening to The Hive Jive. We appreciate you joining us on our beekeeping adventures. And you can find out more information about today's episode online at thehivejive.com. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.